The F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. See, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. We are fresh off of the most exciting, longest, and all-around frustrating at some point racing weekend of the year. Of course, we are wrapping up the Indy 500, the Coke 600, and uh, what you're here for, the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, weekend in F1, just uh, really just a lot of racing, a lot of laps. I mean, hell, there was 900 miles on Monday between the cup race and the Xfinity race. Tack on the uh, length of the Monaco Grand Prix, the truck race, Indy 500 more miles. Cody, I tell you, I'm exhausted. Like, words are hard to come by today. Yeah, it's, uh, man, what a weekend. It starts, obviously, earlier on in the week. We get the truck series on Friday. We have all the the practices and qualifying for for F one early in the week. So long weekend, and then I mean the Xfinity Series race for NASCAR didn't end until like midnight East Coast time last night, and then we had a podcast after that. And yeah, it's been a it's been a long weekend, but a fun one. Hopefully, you did watch qualifying for this race because uh, that was the excitement of the weekend for sure uh, when it came to F one. And in the you know the the race on Sunday was was exciting and had plenty of storylines as well but qualifying man that was uh very electric and the uh, the commentators are so good at making it seem like they just did the absolute impossible every time i'm like how did he sector two he saw how did he do it i was just like oh my god he he killed it he did it (laughs) like it's it's wonderful i love it (laughs) well it's funny because denny said the same thing uh in in the podcast as far as he was like yeah yeah he was like he was like i don't know why they but listen I, I will disagree with Denny in the fact that it is actually amazing to watch these guys. Like you thought yeah. Alonzo had that in the bag, and the next thing you know, I mean, we're I mean, we're not talking like he beat him by three seconds. We're talking a fraction of a second. We are talking thousands of a second that he managed to find speed. That's Im- that's almost impossible, man. That's did you did you hear amazing. the stat they gave out on Denny's podcast that there hasn't been a pass for the lead since 1996 uh, I, don't, the, I don't know i, don't know I have not vetted that stat but uh it'd be interesting to look into i guess maybe under green flag conditions i well that's a long time i don't know that's interesting but uh well yeah, okay so last last year uh perez led 44 laps signs led three Leclerc led 17. But I think the point is, did they pass? Well, that's what I was going to say. I find or, it hard to believe that with that many right. lead changes. All that was just strategy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That seems seems crazy. Well, okay, look. Verstappen, Verstappen led all 78 laps in 2021. Uh, Hamilton led all laps in 2019. 
uh, okay, maybe I'm starting to see this. Ricardo led all 78 laps <laughs> in the other one. Uh, okay, I don't know. I don't know. So I guess uh, next year we'll just mark down, take the pole sitter, and <laughs> put the put the house on it, right? <laughs> I mean, kind of have to at this point, right? I mean, Max Verstappen wins the pole, wins the race. I mean, it, stop us if you heard this story before. Like, literally, it was the only thing that was kept this race exciting for the most part was uh, the, the whether or not it was going to be who else was going to be in the field. And then, of course, the rain, the intermediates, right? I mean, Max could have very easily made the wrong call and not taking intermediates and stayed on slicks and, yeah. and well, you know. and, and I mean, Alonzo had their strategy worked out. That could have been perfect when he came and pitted and then it just, the rain didn't fall properly. There was a time I even actually grabbed a live bet on Alonzo just because I was like, there's, he's got a chance here. If the strategy works out perfectly, of course it didn't, but, uh, but there, there was definitely excitement and, Again, it was a fun weekend of racing. We had all these races. All I think all the racing, for the most part, was very good. Um, again, if you're somebody that listens to the NASCAR pod and you're over here, uh, I saw a lot of NASCAR fans that watched the race, and there's a lot of complaints. And it's it's a different style of racing, and it's a different it's a completely different discipline. But F1 is still very exciting. You just have to know what you're looking for. I used to be one of those people. I I would never five years ago. F1, what a bunch of, you know, I mean, it just, that's how it was. And I'm glad that I've gotten past that and I started to learn about it. And once you get into it, it's not the same exact type of racing you see in NASCAR or, or even in IndyCar, but it, it is still very exciting. There's a lot of storylines throughout the field. And again, bet on everything throughout the field it makes it so much more exciting. Uh, so, yeah, I, th I think it was a really fun day on Sunday uh, having. Having Monaco followed by the Indy, uh, the Indy 500, rather. Yeah, and again, it's just, if you're into, you know, like these motocross, bike racing, where there's tons of passing, tons of all this stuff, high-flying, acrobatic, you know, that's, that's fine and well, but, you know, for the sheer speeds that these F1 cars achieve and the amount of precision it takes for them, I mean... You watched it even in, in practice. You know, they, they were showing it and they were highlighting it in practice where these guys literally were clipping the wall with their tires and not even like damaging their vehicle. It was literally brushing up against the wall. You could see the the advertising shuddering, and yet that's the type of precision that it takes to drive these cars around this track, especially a track like Monaco, where it's very unforgiving if you if you don't make the right moves. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was, and we saw it even during the race too. I mean, Max brushed the wall a couple of times. He's got a huge lead, and he still—that's how much they're pushing it. That's how little uh, give there is on a track like that. So yeah, again, it was it was a fun race to watch. Uh, look, you know, in hindsight, uh, maybe Max plus money wasn't such a trap like we maybe thought <laughs> thought it was, but uh, it's what makes it tough, I guess. And it just you know he. Proved yet again. Well, I mean, Checo really shot himself in the foot, obviously, in qualifying. And that I think that Checo could have given him something had he been up there. But uh, obviously, nobody else really, really had much for uh, for Max. Yep. Same story. Different day. Uh, all right. We'll step away. And when we come back, we'll uh, continue to talk about this a little bit and then maybe break down some bets for the Spain Grand Prix. But... Let's first tell you about Edge Boost. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advantage, which can be extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on a favorite bet you like or even 
Use it to create an awesome middle or even hedge. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest. Do you know of a way that you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? You probably don't. So please take advantage of Edge Boost. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So as we said, it was Max Verstappen's world. Everybody else was living in it. Uh, and I, for one, did not cash any of my bets because... Uh, Carlos Sainz got caught up in a pit strategy that did not work. He actually did come in, put on slicks, and had to come back in to put on intermediates because they took a risk in uh, in trying to think that the track was going to stay dry enough for him to have on slicks. So the only one that I felt like could have cashed was Sainz as a top five finish. That did not happen. Max did not beat Shaw in FP1. No, it was Leclerc over Verstappen by one position because of, uh, of some nonsense on the track, and uh, Max didn't get that either. Ferrari did not qualify on the pole, and Lewis Hamilton did not win. So just really quickly, that was how that shake got for me. Yeah, man, the science thing, uh, top five. He was running up there until he got that late All damage. That, day. that just sucked. Yeah. Um, I had Lando top six plus 600. I still like this one. He obviously didn't get the result, but uh, he was very fast. And... Fastest lap, 125 to 1. He was the fastest car at the end of that race. Now, of course, that was in the rain, and things kind of changed a little bit. He ended up, you know, spinning out a couple times and and not getting a good result, obviously. But uh, the overclassified finishers, that was a cleanup for us. I had over 16 and a half at minus 122. That one hit easily. Over 17 at plus 220. That one hit easily as well. We ended up with 19 being classified. Um, and it was, there was a time in that race for a long time. It looked like might make it all the way without anybody going out of the race. So uh, I had Checo over Max, two to one. Again, it's it sucks when your your bets get sank in qualifying, but that'll happen. Checo plus three fifty to win. Obviously, that one got sank, but then I had Science thirty to one. Well, by the time he qualified up, I think he'd qualified top three, and then he ends up is like minus or plus five hundred, I think, on race day. So a big difference there. So again. That's why we do some of these bets early on in the week because you're going to be able to get uh, stuff like that. Had it been the other way around in qualifying and Max ends up you know, having the issue in qualifying instead of Checo, you're not going to get two to one on the head-to-head on the flip side of things. Now Max still might have run him down, but <laughs> but it, you know, there's there would have been value there as well. Um, and then I had the, the hedge of Max to win the, the Monaco and Dixon to win the Indy 500. Max obviously covered that side of things, but uh, it did not work out for Dixon, unfortunately, uh, with Joseph Newgarden finally getting his first win. Uh, so yeah, so a decent week. Classified finishers, really, I guess, was was the one. Couple of couple of close, longer shots that that we almost hit. It was a feel good weekend for racers who hadn't gotten a win in a long time. Obviously, Newgarden not getting an Indy 500 win, finally getting that. Blaney finally getting his Coke 600 win uh, in NASCAR. So. Uh, yeah, I Max mean, Max Verstappen getting his first win in, in Monaco. Yeah, good, that's right. Look at that. Not as, he's won a Monaco before, but well, you know, but uh, yeah, his first win in, in two weeks. So in two weeks. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Max. Uh, well, obviously they didn't race last week, so that he well, probably could have. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, he probably could have. Yeah, he probably could have run away with that one as well. 
Um, all right, but let's uh, yeah, let's forget about Monaco. I know that there's a lot of bad blood around Monaco just from a standpoint of you know people saying that it's a boring race, but I don't know. Again, you got to pay attention to the stuff that's not happening at the front if you really want a race to be exciting. So uh, I'll, I'll just I'll say that and, and put it to bed. Um, all right, you know what, Cody? I think we got time to slip in at least uh, one of our first bets of the day before we have to go to another break. So let's say we do that, shall we? Ooh, I like it. Let's go. All right, let's do it. All for right, the Spanish so I Grand went over... Prix. Do what? Oh, I was say for the Spanish Grand Prix. Oh. Actually, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even set up this race. Yeah, How? yeah you set up the race. Oh Jeez. my god, you got me all flustered over here. I'm like, whoa, we're getting into bets already. I'm ready for I mean, it, I guess, aren't I? I'm not. I'm not sad about that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's let's break down the Spanish. Got to get to the best part of the show, which is where you decide what this circuit looks like. Oh, okay. Well, this circuit. Oh yeah, that's this is going to be tough because I <laughs> I don't this know is what a good this, one because I don't know what this looks like. Uh, uh, uh this looks like a bent Burger King crown. That's that's what this looks like. You wow, know when you That's actually fairly Yeah. yeah. Okay. I when, like it. When your kids put it on and then like squish their head up against something and they come back down and the points are are bent down, that's what this looks like. That's 100% what this looks like. <laughs> See? Man, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I may just do this for a living. That's just tell me what this looks like. Uh, how, well, how to get out of the YouTube ad read on the NASCAR gambling <laughs> podcast and what the circuit looks like from a you know, from looking at the circuit, that's uh, my two favorite uh, parts of these shows. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, this is a 4.657 kilometer track, obviously longer than the Monaco track that we were on last week. 66 laps around this track. Like we said, it is a, a bent Burger King crown. One decently long straightaway between turns 1 and 14. Uh, as you're going back down that backstretch. And then it's just a series of loop-de-loops and, you know, twists uh, around this track. Two DRS zones, uh, unlike the one that we had in Monaco last time around. So the track record here uh, is not applicable. Wow, crazy. They don't have a, a, a lap record uh, for this race. But I will say that uh, they're going to be stretching their legs out too. And... You know, we saw that DRS was not necessarily a factor. Of course, it didn't matter for Red Bull yesterday, or, or uh, Sunday, rather. But uh, in this instance, I think, once again, Red Bull's going to have the advantage. Which, by the way, Cody, we didn't really talk about this, but there's a lot of chatter about the underside of that Red Bull car. Lots of teams taking notes about the underside of a Red Bull vehicle. Yeah, well, I mean, when... A team is that much better than everyone else that they're going to be dissecting every little thing they get right. You got to figure out there's there's something there. Like obviously, Red Bull has hit on something, so you've got to figure out what it is. Um, and the reason there's not a course record too is they did make a few uh, small changes to this track. Um, I was trying to look back and see what exactly the changes were. Uh, I'm I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, it's a I know it's, it's it's just minor changes, but uh, uh, I'm yeah I'm trying to find that info. It's a 307 kilometer race altogether, uh, which is again, like I said, much longer than what we were in for for Monaco, and uh, this track is definitely got more of an advantage for overtaking. So I think we may see more of it. Maybe not at the front, but at the very least, we can see some uh, some overtaking from the, the back markers at the very least, and have some fun watching up and down the track. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun for the Spanish Grand Prix. And uh, and it's at the Circuit de 
Oh, what is the the name of the the Circuit de Barcelona, Cantaluna? So that's, hey, I'll, I'll go with you on that one. That sounds good. But uh, <laughs> I did I did find the track changes. So they're taking out the uh, chicane. They added they added a chicane in two thousand seven, uh, in what is currently turns fourteen of fifteen. That'll be removed to return that section to the original layout, uh, and then some new tech pro barriers uh, introduced. Uh, in the last two high-speed corners, uh, and it'll make the official length what you said it was, which is 18 meters shorter than the previous track. So uh, then they're also widening the runoff area in turn one, which is not really part of the course. But yeah, so that's why that's why we don't have the the lap record since they did make the the course modifications. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, the, again, turn 14 is is officially the last turn now before the long straightaway. So if they made uh, they took away the chicane between 14 and 15 there is no more 15 so 14 is the official last turn on this one so but again i mean we'll we'll talk about it during our bets we have a feeling that this is going to end up the same way that it's always ended up but we're hoping for some parity and we're hoping for some different outcomes uh to look out for so let's step away for a quick break and then we'll start setting up some of our bets but let's tell you about the contest we've got going on for the NBA Finals. We have another another one for the NBA Finals. Enter exclusively on the SGPN app where you can get series props and game props. There's a $100 SGPN gift card up for grabs. How to get in on the action? Same way you get in on all of our action. Download the SGPN app right now and enter today. All right, let us begin our quest for cashing tickets at the Spanish Grand Prix. Now, Cody, feel free to go ahead and lay out your first bet for the Spanish Grand Prix. First up for me, I am going to go back to the land of Norris Well. It's a place you know that I love to live at. Uh, but he's he's been doing pretty decent here lately. Uh, over to the Barstool Sportsbook. I went in their special section. And they've got him to finish in the top eight. I wrote that down wrong. I wrote top six. It's actually the top eight. Uh, they've got him to finish in the top eight at plus 280, uh, which I like. He finished eighth here last year, ninth in 2021, 10th in 2020, which means he finished 10th, ninth, eighth. He's going to finish seventh this year. That's solidly inside the top eight. Um, and again, it's been... Uh, up and down season for him this season, but he's got uh, three finishes, a ninth place or better this year. Obviously, that's one spot outside of the top eight, so we know that he can do it, uh, and they've shown a lot of speed. Like we just talked about, both of those cars, the Piastri was very fast, Lando was very fast. The results weren't there, of course, at the end, but they had very fast cars, uh, and we know that these are two capable young drivers, and I really like what Lando's been doing. Plus 280 from beginning the top eight, you don't have to stoop down to it's like minus 155 to get a points finish. So, you know, that's kind of eh, you're getting juiced up a little bit. You know, he doesn't have to finish all the way up in the top six, just right there in the middle in that top eight. So uh, it's a couple weeks in a row where that that bar stools uh, sports book specials area has has definitely attracted our, our attention and our eyes. So I like this one uh, Lando to finish in the top eight at plus 280. These guys are getting better. I, I do I do admit that they're definitely getting better at putting F1 odds out. So uh, I like that. Yeah, you're right. The McLarens, they they were, I mean, they just felt like they were that close to to breaking a better finish for both of them. Um, and they were running together, you know, right there, too, at the end of it. Of course, everybody almost got lapped were it not for uh, what was going on. But, yeah, I mean, when when you get them running through lap traffic and they were managed to be the first two a lap down, 
I guess that that means it's a pretty good day for them to be only the the first cars a lap down uh, to to the power of Max Verstappen. But yeah, yeah, and they were both running better until I think both of them ended up off track, and Lando I think spun out twice maybe, and the one time he got like stuck, and so yeah, but uh, yeah, I I do I do like uh, what I've been seeing out of that entire camp here. Like started season, start season a little rough, but uh, what I've seen more lately, I've been liking. Me too. Uh, all right, I'm going to go to Mercedes for my first bet, and uh, look it. I'll get up to more about Hamilton in a little while, but we're going to obviously start out with a FP1 bet, like I tend to like to do. Um, I'm going to put Hamilton in the top three of FP1. I like the odds. It's plus 400 over on DraftKings. Look, he's already done it a couple of times this season, Hamilton. Uh, in fact, last week he did it in uh, Monaco where he got uh, position three in FP1. Uh, and, and again, it's Hamilton. It's it's Mercedes. They're trying to come up with something. In Miami, he finished in second in FP1. Uh, so again, he's done this a couple of times this season. Second in Australia as well. So they come out and they do well in, in practice. Uh, obviously, they haven't found the pace to keep up in race trim, but uh, when, when you're talking about differing fuel loads, tire strategies, whatever, uh, it's something that Mercedes likes to come out and, and and at least try to throw down a really fast lap and and at the very least get one of their drivers in the top three in the in free practice. So I think again, this is a track also that Hamilton is very comfortable with. So and I, like I said, I'll lay out exactly what I'm talking about later on when I get to another be, uh, another bet. But you know, when he unloads on a track that he's good at, I think he's going to have an opportunity to at least be fast in practice. And a top three finish in practice is not out of the realm of possibility for Lewis Hamilton. Um, which I definitely, like I said, give him the opportunity to do it. At four to one, uh, all you're asking him to do is be fast in practice. So I'll take it. Yeah, I like that you're getting it at four to one too, and that's that's really good odds. Like you said, he's he's been close. He's gotten there a couple of times. Um, and if you're gonna get like, it's it's almost so such a certainty that Red Bull's gonna win most likely. Of course, we'll still have some long shots in case, but like these are the places where you get your your guys that come out fast. If Max unloads, maybe they're trying something different. We've seen he's not always the fastest. And a lot of times in FP1, different people are trying different things. So if Lewis comes out on these tracks that he's been racing at, very good for so long. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I really like it. And it, at the number you're getting it at, um, I think you're getting very good value. So I'll back you on that one. Next up for me, this might just be my auto bet here for a while. Uh, of course, they're adjusting a little bit, but... Back to the classified finishers thing. Last week we got it at minus at uh, sixteen and a half. This week they're juicing it up a little. We got to go to seventeen and a half. I'm still going to take the over minus one ten uh, classified finishers, and I'm also going to toss out over uh, eighteen and a half classified finishers at plus three hundred. Same strategy we had last week, right? You're hoping to at least get to eighteen or more to cash your your normal bet. If you get nineteen or more, then you're going to cash your bigger bet. Uh, and these are both over on DraftKings. But again, let's look back at it. what we've had so far this season. It's been 17 or more in every race. Um, 19th last week, all 20 were classified at the USGP. 18 back at Baku, 17 at Australia, 18 at Saudi, and 17 at Bahrain. So, you know, two of the first three were just at 17. But since then, 
it's been a run of three straight 18 20 and 19 the last three races um and then again much like last week you go back and look at the track history here been pretty good for a while you had 18 last year 19 in 2021 uh you had 19 again in 2020 18 in 2019 you got to go all the way back to 2018 when they had 14 classified finishers the last time that that they were under 18 even in this race so um again just going to keep hammering this classified finishers thing uh it's been working so far so uh not not going to quit something that's not broken you're taking out one of the uh chicanes too so that obviously kind of leads to less less chaoticness so yeah i i and and look, a lot of the ones you were talking about it too. Most of the the DNFs, most of the non classified finishers were mostly electrics. So, yep. well, not even crash related. So yeah, and uh, I mean, speaking to the the track modifications, they're adding bigger runoff sections. That's more room for a car to miss something, get off the track, and come back on the track without hitting the wall and whatever. So yeah, that's uh, I like it. Yep, me too. Uh, all right, I am going to turn to somebody we don't necessarily bring up on this. Uh, this podcast at all and that's yuki sonoda uh i like yuki sonoda this week to actually have a points finish at plus 225 over on caesars it's tough because with yuki sonoda you'd never think that he's going to be a a a top driver every single week but let me read off his finishes this season you ready 11th at Bahrain, 11th at Jeddah, 11th at Melbourne, I'm sorry, 10th at Melbourne, 10th at Baku, 11th at Miami, and 15th last week at uh, at Monte Carlo in Monaco. But that 15th was sort of an outlier because Yuki had a problem, got into it, and uh, and he was not happy at all with, with his situation. So, uh, again, not necessarily a good finish for him. But it was his worst finish is 15th, but just, you know, he's got two top 10 finishes already, two points finishes already this season and three just outside of the I mean we're talking one one spot outside of the points and who knows what could have uh, occurred to be able to give him an opportunity to, to gain that one position I think they're there um, and for Yuki Sonoda here last year he finished in 10th right there at the points line uh, and then the his first one was an electrical fit uh, DNF. So he did finish dead last, but it was because of electrics, um, not necessarily because of a crash. So, uh, you know, AlphaTauri, they don't really have that problem this year. So notice finished every race that he started. And like I said, three times just outside of the points, he did get two points finishes. Uh, I have a feeling that he is going to be able to find his way to another 10th place finish. I like this again at plus 225 because when you're looking at some of these points finishes, it's they're not very many sexy names out there for for uh what you get so for plus money for yuki sonoda who's right there every single time this is not a long shot uh i think you're getting good odds at plus money yeah i like it you made a great case he's again it's been quiet but just solidly putting together nice solid weeks week in and week out um so i like it next up for me i'm going to take the winning margin over 10 seconds plus 105 over on DraftKings. Uh, again, this is a way to bet on Max, most likely, right? But it doesn't pigeonhole you just into Max. If if you hit this, it could be Checo, it could be Leclerc, it could be anybody that, that ends up getting this. But winning margin over 10 seconds. Uh, so let's go back and look at this track's history. Last year, 13-second win by Mr. X himself. In 2021, it was a 15-second uh, margin of victory. In 2020, 24 seconds, Rod. 
2019, only four seconds, but 2018, 20 seconds again. So that's a you know minimum of 13 seconds in four of the last five races at this facility. Uh, and so I think that uh, we probably see the same thing. The way things have been going this year, <laughs> it's uh, I expect the Red Bull to run away with it, right? And maybe something else happens. Maybe one of our long shots hits instead. They could still cover the 10 seconds, but if they don't, it's not going to matter. But this gives you good coverage. If Max takes it, it gives you good coverage. If if Checo takes it and runs with it, and you don't have to pay minus 250 for Max to win, you can just bet that he's probably going to win by 10 seconds, right? And, and that's, uh, that cuts it down to uh, plus 105 for you over on DraftKings. It's so crazy. It's so absolutely crazy to think that that's just, I mean, we're, we're just, uh, if, unless there's a, something go, goes wrong in practice that takes one of the Red Bulls out of it, we're talking about two Red Bulls being 10, 15 seconds ahead of the field while Alonzo's just kind of waving at them, just kind of, hey, I'm, I'm here too. Yeah, and if that's how the racing's going to be, then we've got to find creative ways to bet on that to happen because that's likely what's going to happen. And so I think that this does uh, offer you offer you the great way to to still get some plus money instead of having to pay up for Max. And it, it offers you protection as well because anybody can win by this margin, right? If Max and, and Checo have electrical problems or they get in wrecks, somebody else could take this and run away with it just as much as they could. Um, and you could still be covered. So I like it. Somebody that has run away with this time and time again is Lewis Hamilton. He is the one that accumulated a better part of those big victories that you were just talking about. In fact, Lewis Hamilton on this track, four, five straight wins between 2017 and 2021. Only last year did that, that uh, string get snapped by Verstappen. Man, I'm telling you right now, Lewis Hamilton was the god around this Spanish track for the better part of uh, his career. I mean, six wins in 16 starts. I feel like starts. you could cut out the, the Spanish track part and just put any surface in there. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but no, but yeah. that's, uh, hey, it is still accurate. <laughs> yep. So that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm giving Hamilton the nod to at least finish on the podium this year uh, at plus 260. It has not been the type of season that Lewis Hamilton has wanted. That is for sure. Uh, but I will say that uh, when you put a guy this good on this track uh, that he is dominated on, again, last season he finished fifth, two places outside of the podium. This year he's only got one podium finish, and that was in Australia uh, where he was able to lead five laps before succumbing to uh, a Red Bull. But, uh, I mean, fifth place, fifth place, second, sixth, sixth, fourth. Not bad finishes for Lewis Hamilton if you're all things considered. Uh, but you know, you want to, you want to really show out on a track that you absolutely owned for the better part of the last decade. Um, and, and I really think that that's an opportunity for him to come back out again and come back swinging. Uh, this, this, uh, team is not that far away, I think from actually getting up again to the podium. Uh, because like I said, it's just Russell's been a little off this season, but Hamilton's been the one that's just been lingering around and just trying to, to find out how to get back up there and keep up with the Red Bulls of the world. It's really just been kind of a two, a three horse race between, uh, uh, Red Bull, Aston Martin, well, mainly Alonzo and, and, uh, uh, Mercedes, which is Hamilton. Ferrari has not necessarily been in the mix a whole lot, especially at the end of the race. They'll be there at certain points, but by the end of the race, it just seems to be 
uh, those three at the very least. So Hamilton for a podium finish is at plus 260. I mean, it's not like super juicy, but it's definitely worth uh, a taste because uh, you figure the Red Bulls are juiced up already. Like Alonzo's not even that sexy. So Hamilton's the guy that I'm picking for a podium finish because, like I said, in this in this track, when you win five straight, uh, it, it's pretty ridiculous. And he started on the pole in 2016 but crashed out uh, and didn't get to finish. But he finished second in 2015. He won 2014. So since 2014, he's only not been on the podium twice. That's almost 10 years. And he's only not been on the podium twice. That's a pretty good track record, if you ask me. So uh, I like it that. And then uh, I'm going to toss him out just as a, as a to win as well uh, at 33 to 1 because, listen, like I said, the guys won. Only last year did Max Verstappen break that, uh, break that chain of, of him winning at this track. Maybe he gets it back at 33 to 1. I feel like that's a hell of a good shot to take. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can never count him out. He's obviously one of the best in in Formula One history for a reason. Um, and yeah, you're not going to get any argument from me here. He's he's been very consistent this year. He's I don't think he's finished outside the top six all season, right? So um, he's been running good every week. He he's shown that he can have speed. Um, and whatever they're lacking in speed, we know he can make up in driving ability. So I don't mind backing you on Hamilton ever. I love it. Um, all right. Let's just go ahead and get to the winners. I mean, no, there's no sanction break here. You don't have to try to see me tap dance out of a YouTube break. So uh, <laughs> it's all good. Let's let's hit up some winners. So, uh, you know, I found another way to bet on Max because uh, we got to, right? <laughs> but instead of just taking Max to win, going to take him to win by five seconds. You can find this over on Barstool for minus 167. Again, minus 167 is not sexy, but the way things have been going for Max, as fast as he's been, as, as untouchable as these Red Bulls have been, what's going to stop him? We've seen it even if he doesn't get the best starting spot, he still finds his way up front. To my to my point of, of winning margin by 10 seconds earlier, it's it just all kind of goes into the same. So I'm still taking the winning margin by 10 seconds because that will give me some coverage. And if Max wins, that's an additional plus 105 that I can hit. Um, but... I think that him to win by five seconds is that covers you in case it doesn't get to the 10 seconds, but uh, it's just, it's, I'm not going to bet against max right at this point. And if you can find a way to bet on him, uh, I think that that you almost need to, and for the winning margin argument and for the classified finishers argument, most weeks you can bet on a safety car as a yes at minus 700 minus 800. We've seen some weeks this week. It's only minus 150, and the plus is only, or a no is only plus 120. So that tends you to think there might not be a safety car here. That's going to just allow Max to run away with it even more, right? Uh, it's going to allow those those classified finishers to happen as long as people don't have mechanical issues and then his winning margin as well. So going to jump in on that train. I'm going to throw Russell out there as, as my kind of long shot this week. He's 33 to 1 on Barstool, and for fastest lap, he's 16 to 1 on Caesars. Gonna toss those out there as my two long shot sprinkles. There's all there's no rhyme or reason to fast lap. It seems like it. It just goes to diff, somebody different randomly every week. Uh, you think and there's no. It's like track pattern doesn't seem to matter as much. I I don't really know a, a solid way other than to just pick a car think and go fast and lay down a lap. And I think that Russell has that ability. Um, 
he finished third here in this race last year, his first season here with Mercedes, of course. Um, and then he's got a couple of solid finishes this year as well. It's been a little bit more rocky for him than Lewis. He hasn't had the consistent finishes like he did last season. Um, but even a fifth place last week was a decent finish. Fourth at the U.S. Grand Prix, fourth at Saudi Arabia. Um, so he, he's gotten some good finishes put together and shown some speed. Long shot to win for sure at 33-1. to 1, But again, if something bad happens in qualifying to these Red Bulls, maybe he can get on the pole, run away early. There's no safety cars, and maybe he wins by 10 seconds. 33-1, uh, to 1, I would take that. And I think that he can also lay down the fastest lap at 16 to 1. You know, it's funny about these fast laps, too. It's really just a matter of who wants to throw on softs at the end uh, and, and go yeah. for it. You know, it's, it's, it's the manufacturer's points that these guys are after. And, you know, you never yeah, know. It just it depends on who's in the right situation, right? Like, not everybody could just go grab it because, they, you know, different people are in different situations. But if you're in a spot where you've got enough of a cushion behind you, you're not going to catch the guy in front of you. And you have that chance to duck in, change it quick, and lay down a lap, then you can. And so that's why I think it's fun because it's almost like throw a dart at the board every week and like pick which long shot you think it might be this week. And you can hit almost anybody. And we've even seen, uh, wasn't it Zhou Guan Yu, I think, was the fast lap of the first race of the season. Like even a guy like that that's not running up there, you know, in the top very often, uh, it can lay down the fastest lap. And Lando, we saw it last year at, at Monaco. So it just, it can bounce around enough, which makes it fun because pick your long shot, throw a little sprinkle out there, and maybe you cash a 16 to 1. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, again, it's just a matter of uh, Max is not always going to be the fastest truck. He's going to be saving tires for the end of the run. He's not going to have a big enough cushion to be able to come in and throw a new set of softs on. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a gamble. I love it. Um, all right. Uh, my long shot, other than, uh, like I said, uh, Hamilton out there at 30 to one or 33 to one rather is uh, as Alonzo Fernando Alonzo at 11 to one. This guy's got to break through at some point, right? He's got to, he's got to get back in the winner's circle. His finishes this season, third, 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 fourth, third, second. Like he finally ended up getting second place. But of course it was to Max Verstappen who was like six years ahead of him. He was in whatever principality is outside of Monaco uh, while Alonzo was still finishing in Monaco uh, for that race. But, Look, Alonzo's got two wins on this track, and uh, you know he's got one in, uh, in the Renault team, and he's got one as a Ferrari driver. So this Aston Martin team has made some serious strides uh, as as it pertains to even maybe maybe it's Alonzo that's elevated the team. I think we've had this debate before on who did what. Was it Aston Martin that elevated Alonzo? Or was it Alonzo that elevated Aston Martin? Honestly, I just think it was a, a perfect pairing at the perfect time for these two to be able to, to rip off all the podium finishes that they've had. And then, of course, that second-place finish last week. But, you know, if it's not a Red Bull, it hasn't been Ferrari. I'm telling you right now, it hasn't been Ferrari. So it, it's got to either be an Aston Martin, in my opinion, or a Mercedes. And, you know, for Alonso, he suffered through some seriously bad races around this track ever since his win in 2013. He finished 6th in 2014, not bad, but 20th in, in 2015, 19th in 2016, 12th in 2017, um, a couple of top 10 finishes in 2018 and 2022, 8th uh, place and ninth place, but a 17th in 2021. He was only on the lead lap for the 2014 race. That was it. He lost brakes, lost power, was two laps down, a lap down in the last three races in his McLaren and Alpine days, but... I mean, again, this Aston Martin team has been a game changer for Alonzo. And, I mean, who knows? If he would have gotten the pole, like Cody said, I mean, he was like 10 
thousandths of a second, if not even less than that, seven thousandths of a second away from claiming the pole. Maybe he could have been the one that ran away with this race and ended up winning it at the end. But, you know, you never know. Uh, He could have punched through his first first. So maybe he makes strides. Maybe he gets back to a nice little familiar track that he's won on before and uh, and remembers how to get around it. Maybe he beats Max. But at 11 to 1, it's not a bad sprinkle. Yeah, I like it. I mean, (laughs) talk about consistency. Like a fourth place finish, that's his worst finish all season. Uh, and that's that's pretty good. He's been on the podium every other race this season, so he's been up there and in position. And again, yeah, likely it's going to be a Red Bull runaway, but just in case it's not at eleven to one, uh, I think it's a good bet. I wonder if everybody's just kind of tired of hearing Red Bull runaway. I don't know. I mean, it, it's just like this is what it's it so, is, and it's so hard because like I don't want to just keep saying every week like, well, Red Bull's probably going to win and they're probably going to run away, but like that's just the reality of the facts, like. Uh, we're six races in and they've won all six. So, uh, you know, Max won what 15 last year or 18. I don't remember how many, a lot of fucking races. Like it's just where we're at right now. And so you have to say it because it's part of it and it sucks to have to say it, but that's how it is. But that doesn't mean you can't find ways to bet on it. You can't find ways to be profitable. Like we've still been able to find those things. Um, you can still hit long shots. Even if Max does win by three laps, like it, you can hit somebody else on the fastest lap. You can hit other things. Uh, so it's still fun to bet. Still good racing. Well, and that's that's the thing, too. I mean, I think I'd be more pissed off as a listener if we sat here every week and said, nope, this is the route. The Red Bull's not going to win. And then it never happens because then it's like. Right. Just, we, yeah. Well, and it just it wouldn't be genuine. Like, yes, if we're not telling you go bet Russell and Alonzo because Max is going to. St- I did say, well, I, whatever, <laughs> because Max is going to stink it up because it. That's likely not going to happen. And I said last week, if somebody could beat him, like that was going to be the week. And then, of course, he goes and puts an old-fashioned ass-whooping on everybody. But if somebody was going to beat him, that was going to be the chance, right? So uh, it's just it is how it goes. And and it does suck from a, just from a fan aspect of it can be boring to watch the same guy win every time. But that's where the gambling comes in and helps because, you know, now you're going to be worried about if Yoki, Yuki Sonoda is getting into the top 10 or not. And you watch all these other things on the track. Uh, and that you watch that little purple clock move up and down and hope it hope it lands on your your right, correct driver. You you watch and make sure that Red Bull gets the fastest pit stop, which by the way, I gave out on the back road. Uh I didn't bring it out here, but I brought it out on the back road. I said nail that home. Well, and I said be, it should usually, be a known here. <laughs> well, it is a known here. And I said You don't it, even have to say it. <laughs> it should be Sergio Perez and it should be a Red Bull. And if sure enough, Sergio Perez laid down a two point one, I think it was two point one five or something like that. Yeah, it was only what minus one twenty five again or something yep. like just now it's one fifty. I'll tell you that right oh, now it's minus oh, one fifty. So. Big adjustment, but probably still take it. <laughs> I don't know. I, at this point, you got to take it yeah. and again, it's, <laughs> especially if it's Sergio Perez doing it again. I don't know what it is, but they they tend to get Perez out faster than than uh, Verstappen. So whatever. Um, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're gonna go over the bets for the Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, that obviously it all starts uh, this week, as with practice. Cody started you out with Lando Norris to finish inside the top eight at plus 280 over on Barstool. I gave you Lewis Hamilton to be a top three car in free practice one at plus 400 on DraftKings. Cody gave you over 17 and a half classified finishers at minus 110 on DraftKings and over 18 and a half at plus 300. 
I gave you Yuki Sonoda as a points finisher at plus 225 on Caesars. <clears throat> and then Cody gave you the winning margin over 10 seconds at plus 105 on DraftKings. I said Lewis Hamilton was going to finish on the podium this week. Uh, first time all or second time all season at plus 260 on Caesars. And then, of course, to win the race as well at 33 to 1. Cody gave you Max to win by five seconds at minus 167 on Barstool and Russell to win the race at 33 to 1 on Barstool. Also throw down the fastest lap at 16 to 1 on Caesars. I gave you Fernando Alonso as a possible winner of this race at 11 to 1 on the Spanish Grand Prix. Again, another exciting week. And uh, listen, I'm excited for this one because, you know, this is a longer race. Got a couple DRS zones, maybe a little more overtaking than at Monaco. Um, no weather, thank God, uh, to deal with. I'm done with rain this weekend. So, yeah, we're good there. <laughs> yeah, after our uh, our rain escapade this weekend in NASCAR, I don't want to see rain for a while. But, uh, no, it's, it's going to be a good race. I'm excited. And, uh, yeah, I feel like we got some good bets. I do, too. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, let's wrap it up. Let's send everybody on their way to go get, lock these bets in before the odds shift considerably and the books listen to us and figure out what they're doing wrong. So, uh, yeah, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Um, I have a USFL futures article coming out, so uh, definitely check that one Check that one out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And uh, follow the show as well, at F1 Gambling. Yes, at sir. At F1 Gambling Pod, rather. Yeah, at <laughs> F1 Gambling. I mean, you can find it. Just just but search yeah, up just F1 like, Gambling. We're the only F1 one. Game. Yeah, you'll find it. <laughs> follow me on Twitter, at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom everything I got going on, whether it is here, whether it is on the back road for our NASCAR show at In Between Media. Seth Elliott holding it down this week while I am away. And then, of course, check out my work for For Frequency's Sake. Going to have another racing article out for them as well. Till next time, everybody, enjoy the Spanish Grand Prix weekend. We will talk to you next week. Let's go racing and let it ride.